one thing I realized of uh, habanero peppers and private parts do not mix. I learned this week, but ice cream comes in handy with it. And that's all she's going to say about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> OMG. Um, what did I learn this week? Um, aside from the fact that my little cousins are crazy, um, <laughs> I went over to my cousin's house for like a, a fitting or whatever. And my my little cousin like took me on a tour, right? And her sister, her youngest, her younger sister is gonna say, Yeah, when we first got to this house, I said, look at my bedroom, and then look at my other bedroom, and then look at my other bed. And I was like, Hey, uh, baby, uh everything can't be for you. Like <laughs> girl, Claiming all the bedrooms. All the bedrooms are for me. And I said, Okay, child, whatever you say. But she told me I could stay over, so that's nice. She told me I, I shouldn't leave, so that was that was adorable. Her sister, though, was trying to get me to leave, so I didn't know whose side to take. I was like, I'm just going to go back to my bed. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Confrontational Millennials. I'm Nikki Alley. And I'm also Bill Mars, and happy Pride Month, everyone. Woohoo, happy Pride Month! Well, um, I guess this is also the day of the year when corporations pretend to care about gay people and put rainbows everywhere. Exactly. You know they have to. They have to so they can keep taking y'all's money. I mean, I'm a pessimistic capitalist. I'm pretty sure with most capitalists, they really don't have any issues. I think they play both sides of the agenda. We're like, okay, we like the gays' money, but do we honestly care about our gay cool workers? Our workers thinking that's great. I have this gay rainbow everything in the lobby, thinking Chick-fil-A gay, gay no. Chick-fil-A like a rainbow, <laughs> rainbow gay. Coke. But then when asked about what, okay, would you support laws that make sure they won't get fired for you know being gay? No. No, they won't. I mean, and like for a lot of these places, especially like Chick-fil-A's, I mean, everybody knows that like the owner of Chick-fil-A is staunchly like Catholic. So he claims, even though like pretty sure God told you to love everybody, but whatever. And <laughs> but that's not the part of the Bible you care about. Um everybody knows that the owner is like, I don't like gay people. And then, but it's also a franchise. So like they can, like the franchise owners can choose like, you know, to be as bigoted or cause Texas is a right to work state, at least in Texas, you know? So fire you for whatever the fuck they want. But yes, friends, please remember that like while these corporations will in your face shove a rainbow flag, they also will be giving money out to uh, senators and governors and other politicians who would rather spit in the face of a gay person than ever support them in their lives. So (laughs) that's fun. Food for thought. Speaking of media recently so netflix actually has um the sandman by neil gaiman if anybody knows anything about that i personally don't know because i think it's like a horror i don't know i don't read horror but anyway 
Netflix is making an adaptation of The Sandman by Neil Gaiman and they've like recently released their cast list I think this last week and on the cast list is a non-binary actor and a black actress playing I believe I don't want to be wrong let me tell you exactly which ones they're playing oh Howell Baptiste which is a black actress um is playing um death who is a visibly white character in like the graphic novel that was made Mm -hmm. off of this source material and then he also cast um uh mason alexander park as desire who is non-binary so they is how you would refer to uh mason yes they them and i don't give a fuck if you say oh it's plural it's grammar i'm thinking you're not a grammar nazi and also like as somebody who i don't want to sound like so like i I, I don't want to sound like a snob but as somebody who graduated from like a university with a degree in creative writing yeah language is arbitrary as fuck okay guess what we used to not say bling Okay, guess who came up with it? I think she's like someone came up with it a while ago. Like, if it maybe it was popularized by a rapper, but I'm not sure who exactly first came up with the word. But words are made up all the time, hoes. There are words now that are used as verbs that were never used as verbs. In- yeah, and like words also change meaning. Like the word awful used to be like full of all, so something super amazing. Like, wow, that food was awful it's supposed to be something amazing but now if you say something's awful it means something's fucking bad exactly. so words change all the time and thinking they them's gender neutral mm-hmm. as well so exactly so i need y'all to stop trying to put on these hats like you're a know-it-all and shove them up your ass because <laughs> because they them is how we refer to people who do not want to be referred to as his favorite pronoun Uh, But we'll get into why that you people need to respect people's identities later. But for right now, obviously, like everybody got up in arms about um, Mason and uh, Kirby Howell Baptiste uh, casting in this uh, Netflix adaptation of the graphic novel and Neil Gaiman thank god basically told these people to fuck themselves Gaiman, <laughs> the writer of the source material was like do you know what you can do you can take your protest and yell them at the mirror for all i care because i really don't give a fuck <laughs> how you feel about the casting choices right. and my thing is is like as far as a black actress goes like why are y'all still yelling about this? Like we, people have been replacing your white faves with black people for the last 10, 15 years. Why are you still wasting your breath? Like, yeah, I'm thinking it's like, oh, well, if we do the other just way around, what well, we get a white person to whiz and thinking you mean the wizard of fucking Oz. That, I'm just thinking it's an interpretation. This, you still have the original version. You still have your fucking fantasies exactly you could just go read the graphic novel again or you could wait because i'm pretty sure somebody will redo this again because everybody loves to reboot things over and over and over again someone will make a movie another freaking uh series about this and maybe death will be white again i don't know but like you just 
stop stop whining you nerds okay god like you act like you can't <laughs> sit down for five seconds jesus christ so i think like everybody I, I feel like everybody needs to take a page out of neil gaiman's book and basically if you're the writer of a source material and people are bitching online about the way that the creative choices people have taken with your source material, just tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> That's what I plan on doing if, when I write a best-selling book and people start adapting it into shit. I'm going to be all like, if they ever cast somebody differently, I'm going to be like, you know what you can do? Fuck yourself. <laughs> like, because, and this goes for the non-binary role too. Like, I don't know why y'all are complaining that Mason Alexander Park is non-binary. Who cares how they refer to themselves it's still a person in the actual like uh netflix series i'm pretty sure they're not going to call them they them they're going to call them however desire it's um yeah however desire is called in the thing so what does it matter how in his personal life that doesn't have anything to do with you unless you decide to fuck them which they probably wouldn't because you're scum and they would not want nothing to do with you so yeah, it's similar to what happened with Doctor Who uh, when they changed the doctor to a woman and then they actually, the newer doctor I heard is going to be a black woman as well. Yes. So, and a lot of people were kind of like up in arms about like, I'm not racist, I'm not sex. I'm thinking it isn't because I'm thinking the doctor is said to be an alien, mm -hmm. not a human, a fucking alien who can change any shape or form. It's it, I can be come a blue alien come something with two heads or something with no head so i'm just thinking if the doctor want to become a transgender lesbian uh biracial asian polynesian woman then yes. that's the doctor's thing that's what the doctor does that's what the doctor i don't understand why y'all want to keep watching white men over and over and over do the same thing and yes, I know people can make arguments, but one of them's Welsh, one of them's Scottish. I mean, outside looking in, it's like different shades of white. But I guess also someone who's part Irish, I guess I kind of understand by thinking also the fact that these are still British people, because same thing with like 007, if it's still a British person, like uh, Idris Elba, he was yeah. born in London. He considered himself a British man, even though his family's from, I think his parents from different areas, but he was culturally British. Yeah. So I was thinking I was raised American, even though I have like roots and like, well, and Barbados on my dad's side and on my side, the other side. So I consider myself Texan first and foremost. Right. It's just kind of like, y'all, please like, get out of your feelings okay or just admit that you want a white man to keep playing this role because you're boring and flavorless and move on with your lives we stop trying to make these arguments like you're smart when you're not you're just boring <laughs> and also a white supremacist god and there's nothing worse than a boring white supremacist who just whines on the internet god please just go do something interesting with your life or don't like morons but anyway <laughs> speaking of pissing you people off <laughs> um let me see uh, that wasn't a good uh segue uh oh yes we were going to talk about who in media should have been lgbtia plus did i do that right did i say the whole acronym right i don't know i'm a baby gay <laughs> I'm still not. I'm still learning to be an uh, uh, icon. I guess LBGT plus. 
or LBGTQ mm-hmm. plus. Yes, but just to piss you people off more about how homophobic you are, we're going to just list all the, the people who should have been gay in media that we feel, you know, just should have just should have gone ahead and just jumped into being LGBTQ. I A plus. I got it. I got there. <laughs> so well, I think in canon, I guess I go for like Nintendo. There's like people in canon that are trans mm-hmm. that they decided not to go with. Like, because I think in Japan it's considered a little bit different when it comes to trans issues. Hmm. So for example, Birdo was actually a trans uh man to female. Yeah. Uh so transgendered woman. So Birdo, transgender queen. So should have kept that. Another one was in Paper Mario was the two ghost sisters and a brother, but they consider her, but they accept they accepted her for as she is, her as she, her. Mm-hmm. So, and they just call her Catherine, but an American version, they just call her female. So I'm just thinking, good job, America, accepting her. And I think Peach, she realized and learned that Mario, Bowser, men ain't shit and go lesbian for Princess Daisy and become, and join the two queendoms together. That's right. And then Daisy, as we all know, who is more of a sporty person than Peach, can save her instead. (laughs) Exactly, because Mario always be wanting something out of it. Bruh, you ain't getting no cake or a kiss. Fuck you. (laughs) And also keep Daisy tan, because I remember back in the 64 and like Mario tennis, she used to be hella tan with a purple crown. Yeah, what the hell happened to that? Why did you white her up, Nintendo? What the fuck? Make <laughs> you look like a Latina. Yeah, or make a Latina. I somebody trend the hashtag right now. Bring lazy Latina back, Latina <laughs> Daisy back. Trend it, make it go live, cause I or want Persian, all- Moroccan, or Mil- Middle Eastern Daisy. Yes, and then also somebody say, uh, uh, Daisy plus Peach forever. <laughs> make that trend as well <laughs> i want it to happen um who else should we oh i got one that everyone should already know sasuke and naruto should have just been a couple <laughs> let's just all get that out of the way right the fuck now okay is like naruto and hinata super adorable yes is sasuke and sakura super adorable no <laughs> it sounds toxic they're, they're, the relationship is toxic, toxic as hell. And do you know why? It's because Sasuke wants Naruto's ass. That's why. <laughs> Kishimoto should have just gone all the way and just made them gay, okay? Yeah, hardcore yaoi. That's right. All right, why are we wasting time over here? Nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense. You see the chemistry. Sasuke literally lingers over Naruto's face. After he beats the crap out of him and was like, hmm, kissing? You know that he was thinking about it. <laughs> oh, so much homosexual tension. Yeah. Um, and another one, I guess, is kind of like a funny joke was the Baba Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys ever heard of the Baba Duke, it is a Australian horror film. Mm-hmm. It appeared on Netflix, uh, but for Pride Month, they actually put him under that movie under the LBGT. And also a, a little joke on the internet is that Pennywise and the Babadook go together. Cute. They shift them. I so I'm just thinking what they haunt homophobic towns. And then as the town becomes more accepting of gays, they start hurting people. I love that. 
let make it so <laughs> make it so make it so oh my goodness i love it uh, who else you know i didn't think too hard about this one i just threw this this topic out here and now i'm like oh who else? um one thing like with riverdale that they probably should have put Betty and Veronica actually as lesbians. Cause I guess they just hinted out like, okay, lesbian kiss. I just thinking they probably just do it, just like dangle it mostly for the male gaze. We're just thinking maybe actually have them as a sincere couple as in, oh, let's go get together, not for the male gaze. And like, I don't know, get some pizza. Let's talk relationship issues. And then probably have had sex and also adopt a cat. Yes the the typical i'm just kidding i can't comment <laughs> on lesbian and they buy a subaru i don't know yes yeah, a subaru oh my goodness who oh man i just had somebody in my brain that was like they should have been well i heard this from a friend well from a friend or acquaintance of mine i'm not sure if it's true that subarus were having issues selling in america but somehow lesbians were buying a lot of subarus so subaru changed their slogan to a Subaru it's not a choice it's a lifestyle hmm okay get it (laughs) I'm down for it oh you know who uh, I remember Sailor Moon Neptune and Uranus (laughs) and Uranus Uranus for (laughs) non-manager Uranus you mean their cousins the cousins they were a whole couple okay (laughs) i don't know why y'all tried to write that off as if like these two people were cousins and they were that close no they were not (laughs) freaking america y'all are the fucking worst let netsuit and uranus be in a relationship because they're so cute they're all just flirty with each other and thinking oh you're gonna play that for me or you can save this for the bedroom and they're just so playful with each other yes i love that couple that y'all tried to pretend wasn't a couple (laughs) (laughs) i remember watching that as an adult and being like they're totally in love what the fuck were they trying to sell me as a kid (laughs) like because they're kind of weird for cousins like wow cousin you look attractive in that dress it's just like, girl, stop. <laughs> stop trying to tell me these people are related. Weird. But like, that's the that's the thing, though. Why would you go with cousins instead of like friends? Because now it looks incestuous. Like now they're like, because they're complimenting each other and they're related. And now we're just like, mm, are you selling American incest? I kind of understand. I guess they like cut a shitload of out, like just missing scene like i'm stuck cousin in this dryer what i'm gonna do (laughs) okay that's horrible but uh (laughs) that was that was great is what you meant um gosh who else maybe we should just pull up a list because i'm actually curious to see what the internet said if my computer would not be slow yes um people actually i'm just gonna put cartoons but cartoons where characters should have been gay for each other that's what i'm gonna put into google or probably just let him just be him maybe him just needed money to probably fully transition but i'm thinking the city of townsville has such shitty health care that's right therefore he demonized gays and they realize he's not just a bad guy or he's just like a person that just likes to dance around that's right 
y'all just let him live i love it wait the brain that's interesting from pinky in the brain sorry i did not elaborate that whatsoever (laughs) bugs bunny and daffy duck from the looney tunes oh because they say that bugs bunny just likes to dress up as a woman a lot yeah that's true i feel like that's more like bugs bunny could be trans than he could be yeah or it could just be the fact that he's very comfortable in his masculinity that trying on like women's clothes thinking okay so i guess could also go into gender expression that's true like he could be like non-binary or he could be yeah like he could be a they we don't know because they didn't discuss that in looney tunes elsa oh yeah i remember for a while they started the hashtag give elsa a girlfriend and even the voice actress of elsa said she wouldn't mind that that's a good point i also think it would have been a good thing if they made her aromantic like if they decided to make her ace or aromantic like asexual or aromantic like she just doesn't want a partner she just wants to rule the kingdom by herself because by her damn self because what she need a man or a woman for fuck that shit (laughs) you know that's also a thing too kids you don't have to have a partner if you are fulfilled by yourself with you know groups of people around you and no sex or no relationship that's totally okay Yes, because a lot of people are open up to the different standard of like, okay, you don't need to get married with the two, two and a half kids, a dog, a cat, and that picket fence. I'm thinking you could be, have a large group of friends that you like Mm -hmm. to hang out with and be fulfilled with different relationships. Because I guess different relationships, uh, I guess, fill a different need. Mm -hmm. So you don't always need that romantic. I just need like closeness because i know in japan when you can get rent a girlfriend or get someone to snuggle with you yeah snuggle i'm gonna do that when i go to japan i'm just gonna rent somebody to snuggle with (laughs) she's weird i'm just kidding um grandma gertrude and grandpa phil from hey arnold oh Best well, speaking of which, because I remember some people mentioned Phil and Lil's parents are actually closeted gays, oh my God. but they married each other, I guess, you know, to get benefits and I guess to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just wanted an open relationship, but like people pressured them into marriage or yeah, they wanted benefits and they were like, but I want to be able to sleep with whoever I want to sleep with. Okay, all I want is some kids, and then you can do what you want. Right? Yeah. Uh, People make those. I mean, according to media, people make those like arrangements all the time. I'm pretty sure on Sex in the City, like the main character, what's her name? I can't remember her name right now. But she made a, a pact with her gay friend that they would get married at a certain age, and like, like they would just have an open marriage like he would be able to fuck whoever he wanted and she would too you know that's a thing that y'all could do as well miss grow key on recess the black lady with like the really curly hair oh yeah is she like borderline hippie yes so because i also know they had a gay episode of hate no not hate arnold but arthur 
which I think I forgot some Southern ass state uh, blocked could be Arkansas, could be Alabama or Kentucky or one of the Carolinas. Some Southern states uh, blocked it and uh, we couldn't see Arthur's teacher get married. Boo! <laughs> I mean, it seemed like a lovely couple. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see them get married. That also, I think, happened to the Archie comic. Somebody, there was a couple that got married, a gay couple that got married. I can't remember who it was, though. But good for you, Archie comics. Um, it says He-Man also just needs to come out as gay. <laughs> Apparently. Okay, but just because that man don't like to wear a shirt doesn't mean that he... <laughs> Oh my God. James. No, that I can agree with from Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can agree with that. I think that that man secretly wants to be maybe a woman. Yeah. Or he could just enjoy women's clothing. That's true. Just be his gender expression. And I guess jesse is more masculine james is more feminine i'm thinking i like you for you i bring the masculine energy you bring the feminine energy and they already adopted the cat so they're halfway there that's right listen what the best couple the best couple that's supposedly not a couple but i don't believe that (laughs) crunk from the emperor's new groove Hmm. Hmm. but that man just kind of likes the garden i don't know and cook, yeah. So I feel like he would just be a really great big soft boy that I would love to be in a relationship with. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I do wish they do Cora again. They probably let the gay flow out a little bit more because, yeah, they celebrate him on Pride, celebrate her on Pride Month, where the character, where I know the creator of Avatar wanted to go super gay with her girlfriend, Asami, but mm-hmm. told her, no, probably just calm down the gay. So in the comic books, they go hella gay with it. They start kissing. They went on a date. They talk about gay culture and the different like four tribes mm-hmm. or four element nation. Yeah, the four nations mm-hmm. where the air nation was widely accepted because, you know, one with everything. Mm-hmm. And then and the water tribe is more like they kind of accepted, but they're more hush hush. Mm-hmm. Still make it too public. The Fire Nation, um, under Flyward Ozai, he was against homosexuality, so he's even more of an asshole, mm-hmm. you know, minus the generations of genocide and everything. Yeah. I forgot how the Earth Kingdom handle it. Hmm. An interesting thing. I don't know. They seem like they wouldn't do it too well because they, like, literally, like, just sheltered Toph just because that girl couldn't see so i don't know they may not be that great at handling homosexuality yeah i think one i guess the simpsons since i guess i love the simpsons they do care like mr smithers i mean he's been pretty much openly gay for a long time Mm -hmm. and also marge they also did with like uh marge's sister patty Mm -hmm. um who was a lesbian because you Marge was first wasn't really open to accepting it since she realized she's gonna be marrying a man and she realized okay I'm happy with you can be marrying a man like okay I can't let you marry Veronica Veronica's actually a man not really a trans man there's someone that pretended to be a woman to be a man hmm. so and she was a supporter of her sister whoever she goes with so I really like to see that 
Yeah. We like to see people coming into acceptance. Oh, I was going to say Adventure Time. Isn't Princess Bubblegum and like, um, ooh, what's her name? The vampire chick. Aren't they? Uh, see. Oh, Marceline. Marceline. Aren't they a couple? Yes, they are indeed a couple. Yay! <laughs> Adventure Time. This says yeah. Li Chang from Mulan should just come out of skin. I think that man is bi. I yeah. think that man could be bi. You know, yeah. I'll take an awesome Gravity Falls with Alex Hurst. I remember we were talking before we were recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two police officers with the Sheriff Blubs and Deputy Durland, they're actually were supposed to be a, a gay couple, mm-hmm. but Disney at the time said you should have made them gay. So they just kind of like hinted with it because, you know, with the childproof, uh, they were just uh, with their childproofing thing, they just said that they're roommates kind of like how Bert and Ernie were roommates <laughs> <laughs> so he was kind of pissed off so when he ended his series here's Disney saying wow there's room for everyone under this rainbow I'm thinking but you told me I couldn't have gay characters in my series when I worked for you guys the hell's up with that yeah let's talk about that oh Timon and Pumbaa from the Lion King but I, that would be kind of weird species wise but like I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Hmm. Uh, one mentioned the Card Captor Sakura. Card Captors! I loved that series. With uh, Tomoyo and Sayorans, there probably could be like a couple. I think it probably would have been cute, like young mm-hmm. love, and they grow up to realize and get like more mature love. I say, what am I see that? Like a coming of age story. Exactly. I love slow burns. All the Disney villains? <laughs> Why do they think all the Disney villains are LGBTQA plus? They oh, have to fly be. on here. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I could be, I guess, at the time, like in the early, I mean, even still today, where homosexuality is being demonized. Yeah. So therefore, they're just the villains of their time. So I guess you interpret it that way. True. Oh, look, Miss Frizzle. <laughs> I love Miss Frizzle. <laughs> well, and of course, she is hella gay, but yeah. they're already open, so I'm just gonna skip that. Me too. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants. They said all the characters on SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, hmm. That's that's I feel it's that's fair. Like especially SpongeBob Patrick and Squidward, I feel like the three of them could be like yeah. I mean, I know SpongeBob being a sponge, he's probably intersexed. Yeah. So he can fuck himself. Yep. Patrick, I feel like is real. I feel like Patrick may be pan, like he doesn't care about gender like whatsoever. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. yes. And then Squidward's definitely gay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh. Yes. And one person mentioned Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Velma. With Velma and uh, a girl named Marcy. Because mm. they said, okay. So Tony Savone confirmed that in Instagram, Velma was can- canonically intended to be a lesbian. Because hmm. he said, we always, like, Velma Mystery Incorporated is not by she's gay. Pin drop. Uh, we always plan on Velma acting a little off 
and out of character while she was dating Shaggy because that relationship was wrong for her and she had unspoken difficulty with the why. I don't think Marcy and Velma have time to act out their feelings during the main time, but post reset, there are a couple. So I guess in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, that Velma version is canonically a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember watching that show and when she was dating Shaggy, they just seem to be very off because she always trying to change Shaggy. Like, okay, you can't say the word like. If you say the word like, take a rubber band and snap it on your wrist. Like what? So <laughs> thinking, and then she said, you can't slouch, you need to do this. So she changes them and she was still not satisfied. So I can show that they're very com- incompatible. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing Velma realizing that she is uh uh, a lesbian, I guess, kind of is a great coming of age. So I think in both like being a lesbian is great. Shaggy being like asexual mm. uh, or asexual or just in love with food would be perfect for him. And yep. he can just chill with his bud Shaggy. Mm. I mean, not uh, Sha- uh, Scooby. Scooby. Yep. Yeah. All he needs is a dog, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking they can, like, we didn't work out in high school, but I wish you the best, man. Yeah. Food smokes weed exactly and who wouldn't want to live their life like that <laughs> so yeah a scooby-doo reboot velma being a lesbian shaggy being supporter of it and also actually smoking weed i don't care what anyone says shaggy smoke weed that's what i'm saying like every single like thing y'all are like you're trying to make it seem like i'm pretty sure like by the time like most of us hit like like there are like teen years or whatever we were like that man is on drugs like when we learned about drugs we were like he's on drugs there's he's on something (laughs) i mean no food can make you act like that nope none unless it's mixed with thc yeah not cbd it relaxes you but i think it's more of a uh uh sugar pill effect Mm mm-hmm placebo effect oh that's true i was like i think i know where she's going placebo (laughs) effect yes but yes everyone um so there you go all the people who should be not all of them just a short little list of all the people who should be homosexual or who were homosexual so like (laughs) what are you gonna do now (laughs) bitches be mad and die (laughs) (laughs) and we love to see it because i'm just thinking people get bored the same heteronormal shit in the media it's true. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm tired of seeing straight white people all the time. Like, <laughs> boring. It's just, it bores me. Like, my dad was watching this thing earlier where this these two white people were trying to strangle each other to death. And I literally yawned in the middle of the scene because I was like, where, when are we going to get back to the people of color <laughs> who are maybe not straight? That sounds great to me. Um, but yes, go ahead and check out, like, all of those series. Let us know your thoughts on whether or not who you think would made a better couple than the bullshit straight couple that they shoved in your face. Um, but we are going to move on to identity. So we've been throwing around a lot of identities and I don't think like people entirely maybe know or like uh, understand them. So we're going to give you like a little short thing, like as a preface, it's, um, this is important um it's important for people to respect identity right like as a as a preface like even if you don't understand something it doesn't mean that you can disrespect people's 
choices on how to express themselves because the way that they their identity is not really a choice just as it's not really a choice for bell mars and i to be like you know black or a woman like it's also not really a choice like something that they chose to be trans or gay or what have you like this is a discovery of their identity and it should be respected right so we're gonna give you a little list of identities now pronouns I think let's go through pronouns really quick because pronouns are actually kind of easy and it's like even if you don't entirely understand like what someone is like how they identify all you have to do is ask them what pronouns do you use and if they'll probably tell you like more than likely so the three most yeah three ish more most common pronouns are she she her he him they them Right. right. And those are very obvious. She is for people who identify as a woman. He is for people who identify as a man. And then they are people who identify as non-binary. Um, and they can express that in different ways that looks different to, for every person. Some people say they, them, and they look visibly like a woman. They could look visibly like a man. They could look visibly like androgynous. It doesn't matter. So like those that's a really quick summary of pronouns right um okay uh i'm gonna quiz you belmar <laughs> lol um do you know what the term asexual means asexual means you well i guess it's kind of like an umbrella term asexual i guess you don't are not really attracted to people or i guess well regardless of sex i'm just thinking I mean, yeah, you may have like some romantic attraction, but I guess it's not like you have like any romantic attraction compared to like, say, if you're heterosexual or homosexual. Mm -hmm. So you're just not attracted to anyone. Mm -hmm. Fair. Yes, that's pretty. That's a pretty basic. Yes, you did. Yes. good. So A stand for asexual and not ally. So I guess as a good ally, I want to learn all these terms. Yes, like yay, A stands for asexual. It can also stand for aromantic, which I will give a brief summary of. of. It's kind of a it's kind of a sister thing to asexual. It's not exactly the same. Aromantic is someone who doesn't experience um, little or no romantic attraction. So they don't really want to be in a romantic relationship with anyone. They, they can experience sexual attraction for a person so they can want to be in a sexual relationship with someone, but not necessarily holding hands or like, you know, going on dates or anything like that. They, they just don't want a romantic relationship. They don't feel that desire. So that's a romantic. Right. Um, really fun fact, autosexual, which I didn't know was a, was a thing is a person who's sexually attracted to themselves, which wow. means I guess I'm a little autosexual because <laughs> man, I'm fine. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. But like, this is a person, um, who's sexually attracted to themselves. It doesn't extend to like masturbation or whatever. That's not like a hard and fast rule. Like it's not that they're, and it, I don't think it's like a, like a, an encompassing thing like you're only attracted to yourself it's like oh man i'm fine like a little bit kind of it's just like you're very attracted to yourself sexually and i think psychologically that could also go into the type of partner that you choose if you're autosexual like you might choose to date someone that looks as close to you as possible <laughs> 
just throwing that out there um also in that same vein on a romantic is someone who's romantically attracted to themselves so there you go two quick Ooh, things wine and dine myself exactly because i'm the best <laughs> all right by curious do you want to describe that one? Oh, by curious is those that are curious in like different genders, specifically those that are cis. I mean, I know there has been some debate and I guess it's really up to, I guess, the bisexual, the LBG community, how they defined it. Because I guess me as an outsider, I want to define anyone, but I guess my understanding of bi curious is like someone who's curious about the other ones. Some, uh, so I'm thinking, let's say I'm a cis, I'm a heterosexual female. But I am curious, thinking I never been with a female romantically or sexually. So I'm thinking I want to. Che- I'm curious. Maybe want to sample it. Maybe get with romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just thinking, kind of like curious. I mean, I guess a lot of people see by curiosity as like, okay, I'm by, but I don't want to commit to either side. You're just being gay. You're thinking, just so you're gay. I'm thinking, no, do people like both? Sometimes people lean more ways or another. It's kind of like a spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's very important for people to understand that LGBTQIA plus is a spectrum. Like you, I mean, even if you're like a hundred percent like me, you're if you're a woman, let's just say, like as an example, and you're like, I like dick. That's great. But like, there is a little like you may fall somewhere on the spectrum a little bit where like you are like. Oh, women are hot though. Like, I'm not going to not admit that. So you may so what like about girl dick and those that are transsexual that doesn't right. want to give their penises. That's right. So I'm saying it's a spectrum. Even if you think you're hundred percent one way, that's not te- technically true. There's a little bit of balance in there. You know what I'm saying? Even men who will be like a macho and I don't like men. They lie. <laughs> <laughs> they lie. They think that man is handsome. That's why they, he looked at his butt for a little bit. Cause he's like, ooh, firm. And then he's like, oh, that bad of it. <laughs> yeah, it's toxic masculinity of thinking, I'm not gonna call another man attractive. I'm a man. I don't even wipe my own ass. That's why I have dude wipes. <laughs> and just wipes. It's cheaper just to get the great value wipes, dude. Spend all that extra money for packaging. Exactly. Weird. Bisexual is the next term. Bisexual is someone who's attracted to whose experience is sexual romantic attraction to both genders, uh, male and female. I myself am like straddling bi-curious and bisexual. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm thinking with like bisexuality, I guess more terms of like cis people. Mm -hmm. And I guess that also goes to pansexuality where it's similar to bisexuality where uh, you're attracted to different types of people, but you're not just, it doesn't matter if cis or trans, you're attracted to the person mm-hmm. and wherever it's under their pants, that's a plus. That's a plus, exactly. So there you go, bisexual and pansexual. Um, biromantic is somebody who experiences uh, romantic attraction, but not sexual attraction to people of more than one gender. So that's also a new term. I didn't know that either um closeted everybody knows this term it is when you are um, on the spectrum somewhere is not heterosexual which is people consider to be cis or heterosexual which people consider to be the quote-unquote norm stupid but like it's when you are on that spectrum and you will not come out to your friends and family because usually because you fear the reaction that you are going to receive from friends and family. So 
Yes. And I guess also the community, especially if you like live in small town, because mm-hmm. we live in Texas. I mean, if you live in like buttfuck nowhere, Texas, coming out is different than if you like live in a big city like Houston, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's LBGT plus friendly. That's right. I live in the LGBTQA. I live near there. The friendliest town. Yeah. And actually, one thing I learned about Houston is the majority minority community. Mm-hmm, in other words, right. like the biggest populations, like Hispanic, then Black, then whites, then Asians. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Yay, people of color. Yes. And we do have a thriving LBGT community, some that are especially friendly. Because I remember we went to this kink club mm-hmm. um, that were raising money for like LBGT youth mm-hmm. and also those doctors that are friendly for like LBGT patients as well. Because, you know, many times when you go to the doctor, they may not be like open or understanding when you have patients that are like of the LBGT. Like if you have like a patient that dates only women, you're thinking, oh, are you sexually active? Are you on birth control? I'm thinking I'm only with women. Why would I need that? Yeah. Or many times with like trans patients, many doctors kind of, they call it trans broken arm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Where like every patient, everything that this trans patient has, thinking, oh, it's because you're trans. Like, okay, I have a broken arm. It's because you're trans. I got hit by a car and I'm bleeding internally. Okay, it's because you're trans. I'm thinking you're not really being a good doctor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also another pet peeve, like gay men uh, donate blood. Because like for the American Red Cross, I think it because like in the 1980s with the pandemic of HIV AIDS and mm-hmm. they connect that with gay men, they said gay men. So if you're a man that had sex with other men, you can't donate blood. I'm just thinking, well, there are like straight men who have sex with 100 females and get like HIV AIDS from different people. Exactly. So, and they can't get blood. So hopefully the Red Cross and like different like blood donation agencies change their policies on that. That's right. Getting coming to the 21st century, hoes. Um <laughs> coming out, of course, is when you come out of the closet, which means you share with your friends, family, and community, as we said, about your gender or sexual identity or both. Gender right. sexual identity. So in a nutshell. Um cupiosexual I've never heard of this one either but it describes asexual people who don't experience sexual attraction but still have the desire to engage in sexual behavior or sexual relationship so interesting I did not know that um okay now on to demisexual do you know what that is Belmar? I do not a demisexual is a according to this website now I'm getting this off of Healthline guys so like don't you <laughs> Um, is on the asexual spectrum the sexual orientation describes individuals who experience sexual attraction only under specific circumstances so this occurs a lot with people who will only have sexual attraction to someone who they built a romantic relationship so it's like I can't be attracted to you until like I care about you essentially like you know as opposed to maybe somebody who can be sexually attracted to somebody on first sight like we in the club and you looking real good sis like no (laughs) (laughs) need to build up a repertoire and then we can have relations relations yes exactly um there's also demi romantic they only experience romantic attraction under uh specific circumstances again like y'all talk a lot or like you know 
they meet a certain specific set of standards or something that you're looking for and then you can be romantic with them fluid do you know what fluid is i hmm. uh, is that similar to like gender fluid where it's like okay they don't probably just stick to one i guess gender expression like a man can wear heels and a dress and a woman can wear i don't know a suit and pants and short hair but still be i guess express the different gender expressive because you know gender is a cultural contract i mean there's a difference between gender and sex guys so it's, gender is how you express yourself and sex is what you have biologically indeed uh, scientifically yes that is how that works yes that is a there's also a fluid for sexuality so that was a good definition of gender fluid there's also a sexual there's a fluid for sexuality which means that you can go through different phases of your sexuality whereas maybe at one point you think you're heterosexual and another point you think maybe like you are demisexual and then another point you're pansexual like you know what i'm saying so you go through different points in your life so that is sexuality fluid i'm not sure what you yeah. say i think sexuality is more of a spectrum than it is uh just a light switch so right people are fluid i'm just thinking are there women that are gonna have a romantic attraction with i don't know that's right and one day y'all may come onto this podcast and belmars may be all like y'all think i'm attracted to women a little bit more than i thought <laughs> was hey we don't judge here all right, we have gay, which is a very basic term that everyone pretty much know, knows. It is a term that describes individuals who experience sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction to people of the same or similar gender. Yeah, and I guess both men and women do use the term gay. Yep, although women usually use the term lesbians to describe themselves more often now, but they can also say, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> gay pansexual or pan mm-hmm. yeah i said to one of my friends that was pansexual so how do you feel about pots <laughs> so. and she said what a terrible joke <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um heterosexual that should be pretty obvious to everybody. It is a term that describes people who experience sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction to people of the opposite gender. So, yes, the straights are not all right. They're not. <laughs> They're not all yes. right. And yes, we should probably go protest against gays. I mean, straight marriage. Straight marriage is wrong. It wow. leads to abortion. It leads to abuse. And straight marriage led to Hitler. That's right. <laughs> I can't wait for somebody to comment on this and be like, what the fuck are y'all on? Um, so yes, it's always good to punch up and punch down at communities. I mean, we straight had it too good for too long. That's right. Y'all need to experience some hardship. <laughs> Homosexual, that is, uh, it says an outdated term. <laughs> on this website rooted in the fields of medicine and psychology that refers to individuals who experience sexual romantic or emotional attraction to people of the same or sim- similar gender so y'all you all know it's outdated as fuck <laughs> yeah i mean some people also use the word queer so i guess it also depends on the person as well because i know like older gays probably use the word queer mm-hmm. or something but i guess it really up to the community how they define themselves and how they feel mm-hmm. about it because you know like with any community uh they're not uh uh homogeneous or just right. not all just think the same thing they're also a spectrum that's why they're a rainbow 
Exactly. That's why they have so many flags. <laughs> so many flags. As we explained before, lesbians, that is when somebody who uh, that has been a woman or a female identified person experiences uh, sexual, romantic, emotional uh, attraction to someone who also identifies as a female. So that's fun. Um, monosexual? Hmm. hmm. Somebody who experiences romantic or sexual attraction to people of one sex or gender interesting exclusive heterosexual gay lesbian so essentially it doesn't refer to i guess bi bi curious pansexual demisexual anything like that fluid so there you go omnisexual what the hell <laughs> I thought you attracted to anything because I only heard that term used for like a Doctor Who character, Captain Jack Harkness. Hmm. Like if he if it has a heartbeat, he's attracted to it. Doesn't matter what alien race or gender you are, he's attracted to you. Hmm. Yes, it pretty much says sexuality isn't limited to people of particular gender, sex, or sexual orientation. So it says it's similar to pansexual. Omnisexual just sounds so much more powerful though. Like, yes, hello, I'm an omnisexual. <laughs> yeah, the guy is like that. He is powerful. I actually met the actor who did slap my butt once. He is gay. Uh, yeah. Met him, met his sister. Uh, he also slapped my butt. He also wanted to do like, I was cosplays with Tina Hora and he wants to reenact like the kissing scene I was kind of afraid to do it I was overthinking shit and I also was seeing someone at the time but he ended up ghosting me so I should have kissed this gay man you should have I was there so if I had a time machine you thinking go for it full-on lip contact <laughs> yes um pansexual which is same as omnisexual, just not as powerful sounding. <laughs> they experience sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction to any person, regardless of gender, sex, sexuality. Cool. Same. Pan romantic is literally the same. Um, polysexual. Do you know that one, Belmars? Hmm, polysexual. I'm guessing you feel attraction towards, I guess, everyone. I guess it's similar to omnisexual. Yes, you can inc polysexual individuals with sexual orientation involve sexual romantic attraction with people of varying genders. Hmm. So bisexuality, pansexuality, omnisexuality, queer, and many others. So I guess like as opposed to monosexual where you're just like, I only like lesbians, <laughs> me, just girls. You can be all like, I like lesbians and also I like um pansexuals and i also like <laughs> <laughs> just more than one poly the root word poly is more than one so there's also pomosexual do you know what that pomo is? with a p pomo yeah pomo <laughs> pomosexual is I need to get a pen and pad to write down some of these terms um pomosexual is a term that is used to refer to those who reject sexuality labels and don't Ooh. identify with any of them. I don't want your labels, damn it. Down with the man. <laughs> yes, as a millennial, we don't like labels here. That's right. Fuck labels. <laughs> um, queer. We talked about this earlier. That is a term that particularly older um, LGBTQAI people on the spectrum will use 
to uh, describe someone who is not exclusively heterosexual, it's an umbrella term. Literally anybody who is not heterosexual can use it. Um, so I can use it like yeah. as a bi-curious slash bisexual person. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, sapiosexual. Do you know what that is? Sapiosexual? I'm thinking is that anyone that likes anything human no, actually, I happen to be a sapiosexual. It is someone who, in, who a word used to describe those who experience attraction based on intelligence rather than sex or gender. So I'm not totally a sapiosexual. Ooh, somebody is revving their bike outside. God damn. Okay, hot rod. Somebody's compensating for something. <laughs> um, I'm not totally a sapiosexual, obviously, because... I mean, I just told you I'm kind of bisexual, but like, yeah, I guess it's different types of intelligence I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. So basically it's somebody who experiences like it's just intelligence. Like if they, they come up to someone, they're not instantly attracted to them. It depends on what comes out of their mouth or their achievements. So like, I mean, I guess if you're going to go like Sheldon Cooper from <laughs> The Big Bang Theory. I'm pretty sure that man is a sapiosexual because he was only attracted to Amy Farrah Fowler after he figured out that she was so he was she was on a similar level to him as far as intelligence. And so then he was like, oh wait, logically speaking, this is a good match. Yeah. I mean, he was a bit smug mm-hmm. because I'm thinking, oh, you're only studying neurobiology. And if you realize, okay, neurobiology is not all that easy. Right. And you probably don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. And she also also intelligently like put him down in his place. I think they're kind of a cute story. They are a really cute story. I think so too. But yes, that's kind of an example of sapiosexual. Um push. Um, we're gonna skip some of these because it's just basically like sex averse, sexual, sex favor, favorable, sex indifferent, um, sex repulsed, scoliosexual. That someone you're sexually attracted to people's skulls like mm, look at the curve of that skull mm, look at the curve of that skull baby it's oh i love that little pump in the back hot no <laughs> it's um scoliosexual scoliosexual is a sexual orientation that describes those who are sexually attracted to people with non-cisgender non-cisgender gender identities so non-binary gender queer trans yeah intersex too mm-hmm. and- those as well um yes and spectrosexual spectrum sexual spectra sexual because when i think of spectra that kind of sounds like spectrum and you're attracted to different people on the spectrum Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty much it people who are sexually or mentally attracted to multiple or varied sexes genders and gender identities so because i find with a lot of these terms they do overlap a bit Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just depends on like which one you like the best or subscribe to, honestly, because I'm sorry, but like a pan is cool and it's more widely used, but Omni sounds amazing. <laughs> Omni sounds amazing. I'm just saying. Um, so those are all of the. Sorry, we have to I have to make sure I get this right, because I, I mean, I we're it's a learning curve, like even right. people in the community are still like, what? Like, you know, like they're still kind of learning these terms sometimes, too. Like, unless you're an expert on it, you're still kind of like scratch, scratch. But like, 
those were all of the sexual identities, not necessarily the gender identities. So of the ones that I know about, and then you can help me out here too, Belmar. I know cis, which basically means that you subscribe to the sex you were born to. So if like, for instance, we are both cis women. Females, yes. This females. Because we were born female. Um, so that's cis. There's trans, which is someone who um, was born one sex and transitions into another sex. So yes. someone who was born male can transition to female. For example, um, that asshat. Uh, <laughs> Jenner. Yes, Caitlyn Jenner. Don't like her, but I'll never disrespect her identity because that's who she right. is. But she's a trans woman. So right. that's one example. Um, uh, non, non-binary or I guess uh, androgynous might also kind of be one, but I may be making that up. But that's androgynous is somebody who kind of doesn't seem like they fit their non-binary androgynous is somebody who maybe doesn't subscribe to either sex like they feel like they're both or one or the other they gender fluid you know they'll pick which one they want on whatever day right <laughs> so and that is all of the ones that I know. Do you know any others, Belmars? Or yeah, I do know of intersex because mm-hmm. I know like sometimes there are women that are born where outwardly they are female, but I guess the genitals are actually male and they're technically their testicles haven't dropped. So they're inside their body almost like uteruses. So mm-hmm. technically they identify as both genders, whereas like biologically outside presenting they're mm-hmm. female, but they're I guess their sexual organs are male. Mm-hmm. So that's why I know of like intersex people. Intersex, yes, that's a good point. That is also a identity. Um, and I think that's it. If anyone, like definitely help us out here. As I said, I'm a baby gay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know all of that I'm trying to be. And I think this is important, like, to be as open to learning and improving as much as possible in the community even if you've been in the community forever you're just starting out like you can always learn something from somebody else so if anybody has any information to share this pride month please feel free to do so um yeah and like let us know um what your journey has been like you know I have to say that like I've only recently like kind of started discovering my sexuality like I think I've been like since college I think I've kind of been like questioning like am I attracted to girls but like (laughs) I haven't really kind of explored that in like until I was kind of an adult and I won't say that it was because of I don't I mean, kind of like it was half because of like the reaction that I thought I would get from my family, but also the other half is like, it's real uncomfortable to kind of be like attracted to anyone while you're still living at home, right? Because like you live with your parents and it's like, I'm not about to explain why I tried to sneak this boy or this girl up into my room, okay? Like, (laughs) bruh. So like, I don't think I explored that until I guess kind of recently because I've been... I'm grown now, like I'm on my own. 
Right. And now it's kind of, it was more freedom for me to be all like, okay, well, what else is out here besides trash men? I'm just, <laughs> men are not, not all men are trash. Right. A lot of them are. <laughs> LOL. Anyway. <laughs> so that's like a short form version of my story. Feel free to share your own if you're comfortable. And let's see, what else do we have on our list, Belmar? Yes. Oh, I actually have the post of our good friend. So I guess I, I want to give a shout out to one of our, I guess, old classmate from high school, Nathan Tamarello. Mm-hmm. So he, it's a long post. So I'll just probably like the last two or three paragraphs. So he has this project going on for Pride Month called the Gaze of Chick-fil-A. So he recently won a uh, won a first 500 and he gets to win free Chick-fil-A sandwiches for life. Mm-hmm. So, and he's excited because I think everyone in our area loves Chick-fil-A. Yes. It's good. I also picked some uh, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce and Polynesian sauce. So then he said he, then he got to, and he's been happy, but he said he got to thinking. Chick-fil-A has been under fire for over the past decade for company stands on LBGTQ plus social issues. In 2012, Chick-fil-A's president and CEO made it clear that he, and by extension, the organization did not support same-sex marriages. The company has donated to anti-LBGTQ plus groups for years. I read conflicting reports on whether or not the company still stands for inequality today. Should I really be celebrating championing a company that doesn't support me and my friends? So instead of chowing down these chicken sandwiches myself, I want to use them to make a statement. That brings me to my little project, Gays of Chick-fil-A. I use the word gay here as an overarching term to represent the under the LBGT2 plus umbrella. The goal is to highlight the stories of 52 LBGT plus people who enjoy Chick-fil-A meal. I think there's something really poetic about taking money directly from the company's pockets and handling it back to the community that has historically discriminated against in the form of chicken sandwiches. I want to spark a discussion about corporate social responsibility and consumer spending to figure out where exactly I stand on the issue. I have high hopes for gays of Chick-fil-A, but um, but the pandemic has other plans for me, unfortunately. I started interviewing people in spring of 2020, right before the world shut down. I was hoping to resume my project, but the restaurant remained closed. Socially distancing was crucial, my prize expired. But the five people I did interview had such a rich, beautiful story to tell that I felt like a disservice to keep them myself. I'll be sharing their antidotes throughout the month. So I think it's a great project to prove that, okay, gay people love chicken. <laughs> yeah we all love chicken okay everybody yes quality i mean unless you're vegan but yeah them aside a lot of people are vegan and what i love about it because you know i guess as millennials we want to open the dialogue thinking okay where you socially stand on these issues Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking like we love your chicken so and you put the rainbow on here for the lbgt people but i'm just thinking you want you like my money but you don't like me so I'm thinking, exactly. what's up with that? So I'm just thinking, so he interviews different people who enjoy Chick-fil-A and I guess how they feel about it, their coming out journey. So it's a good project. He only posted like one, so far one interview he has up of one person that enjoys Chick-fil-A. So I'm just thinking if you guys are interested, interested, so probably look up to Nate Tambo, Nate Tambo on Instagram and also I guess also on Facebook. And he has a really good project going on for the call, the gays of Chick-fil-A. 
So yes, everybody look that up if you will. You had another food related story, didn't you? About a bakery in Texas? Uh, yes. So actually in Lufkin, Texas, you know, for Pride Month, let me see if you can pull up the article. They decided to have like rainbow cookies because, you know, for Pride Month. And a lot of people like backlash and thinking, how dare you make it political? I don't like gays in my cookies, blah, blah, blah. So then the crowds rushed to this uh banker this bakery called confections and lumpkin and they actually been sold out of like uh of like these rainbow heart cookies that they have so they said happy pride much our lbgtq friends all over the cookies and happiness are welcome here i think that's great more love less hate what people said they had a lot of significant amount of they lost a lot of followers just because of that message in addition to receiving a very hateful message canceling an order of five dozen cookies they said my heart is heavy honestly i never thought a post that Libby said more love let's take result in this kind of backlash to a very small business that's struggling to stay afloat but little cheer through baked goods so then the post quickly gained social media text. You got 8.5 reaction, nearly 2,000 shares. The bakery initially had more than 17,000 reactions. The East Texas business said it received an outpouring of support following the backlash and that was overwhelmed by all the sweet word and support posted message and email. And they said they got 25,000, 2,500 new followers. They opened mm-hmm. today at 10. And actually they've been, actually been racing around the clock because here's a little pet picture of confections mm-hmm. after posting it so a lot of people are just lining up in the picture yes. just trying to see so they're humble and grateful they actually sold out they said in their 11 years of working out there they never seen an opening quite like that so honestly if you're supporter of the lbgt community i'm all for it right and i mean like this is the thing that doesn't make any sense to me if you're gonna hate something honestly just keep it to yourselves because when the more you outwardly hate things like on social media or on the radio or whatever like medium you use the more support that these people are going to get from people who just want you to shut the fuck up and want to like shove it in your face oh look dummy you may don't you may not like this but we do and we got them more support because of it so suck on that bitch I mean I'll love fucking rainbow cookies I'm thinking thank you for being a small business I'm thinking all you guys care about big businesses I'm thinking here's a small business trying to stay afloat I'm thinking I'll support them if they love to I will love to like order some Juneteenth cookies later this month yes Juneteenth cookies I can't wait for Juneteenth we need to get ready for a Juneteenth episode but that's beside the point uh, <laughs> yeah i'll see if my sister stewie wants to probably tell us a little bit more about juneteenth <laughs> yes because we need to know more but that's that's all i'm saying guys like why if you're gonna hate on something just keep it to your fucking self like yeah so it's kind of like the streisand effect i mean the fact that you said your little hate match is kind of like make an outpouring success and now people want rainbow cookies so mm-hmm. you played yourself exactly and now we all have rainbows to eat and that's delicious, okay? Because guess what? Lucky Charms has been telling us to follow the rainbow since we were children. <laughs> the gay agenda rules again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break. We might come back with some advice, but stay tuned, kids. Oh, wait. Where's my pop? Nice. (laughs) We're back! (laughs) 
in order of Pride Month, we actually pulled some ask ready relationships or relationship advice. So, and I got one from it's 8.38 p.m. Did my partner cheat on me? He texted me some 40 things to a guy at a bar. Need advice. Okay. I, a 30-year-old male, has been in a relationship with my boyfriend, 27-year-old male, mm-hmm. for one year and four months, exclusive and committed for about a year. He is very outgoing, sexual person who likes to drink and go out to gay bars in the city with his other gay friends. I don't care for the bar scene, so I stay at home, let him have his fun. But about a month ago, he confessed that while he was at a bar, he exchanged phone numbers with a guy. They were standing in line for the bathroom, apparently very drunk. My boyfriend said he doesn't remember much because he was so drunk, but he wanted to tell me it happened. Though I was a bit upset, I appreciate his honesty, and we ended up joking about it, as I mostly believed him when he said nothing happened. He said he blocked the guy's number the next day. But last night, I had a moment of weakness. I read those text messages while he was drunk again. Again, at a bonfire. I know I shouldn't have, as this is a huge invasion of privacy, but I couldn't help myself. I still feel guilty about it. The tech with the stranger was still there on his phone. I start I start with the good news. The last text was from the stranger over a month ago, the day after they met, and it read some film lines of, I want to know if I could talk to you again or if last night was just a one-time thing. My boyfriend didn't respond. This is a presuming when he blocked him. But before that, there was a series of texts between the two. Here are some of the texts my boyfriend said to like, you are so fucking hot. I want you. I'm at bar name. Please come. C-U-M-M-M-M-M. Note it. Yes, it was spelled that way. And <laughs> most upsetting to me, when the stranger said, I wanted to kiss you, my boyfriend said, do it. Where are you? Both were bar harping. The tax make it seem like they were never in the same place at the same time besides that first meeting. As such, I don't think it was actually a hookup. But I'm so torn because these texts to me are very damning. It felt like cheating if it wasn't physical. But on the other hand, he was obviously very drunk and he couldn't easily not tell me about it, the experience. I would never known if he had told me about it. But I can't help but feel betrayed in a way that I don't know how to proceed. I know I portrayed him by reading his text, especially when he has the decency to tell me in the first place. But I also question if he should have been saying those things in the first place. Is he being drunk really good excuse for things he said? So I was hoping for you folks to provide me with some advice. Should I be concerned? I know I need to talk to him about it, but I like to go into that talk prepared. Too long did it read. I read my boyfriend's flirtatious text with a stranger at a bar. I'm sure if he's really bad as a thing or I'm just being insecure. Um, so, okay, I want to start with something that kind of threw me off at first. He said they'd been in a relationship for a year and four months, right? Uh, they've been ex- they've been together for a year and four months, but they've been committed for a year. That's what I'm saying. So for four months, what was your relationship like? That was that's my first question because you said a year and four months, but you said you've exclusive or exclusive for a year, which means for four months, y'all were non-exclusive, whatever that means. Right. So like, was that transition like rocky? Was that messy? Like. Did, was it like pulling teeth? Like, I'm kind of interested to know like that background, but I know I'm not going to get it. So I'm kind of curious as to who decided to make it exclusive. It was a, like a mutual thing or if it was something that he really wanted and the other just kind of agreed to. I don't know. But that's kind of like my first thing where I'm just kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Um, but I will say this. A, obviously, you know, you were wrong for reading the text messages. Um, Relationships are about trust. So the fact that you kind of like went through his phone 
shows that you don't trust him. And if you don't trust him, that's something that you kind of have to like come to grips with is like, well, why? And he gave you a good reason not to trust him, right? Like he literally told you, hey, when I was in the bathroom to take a piss and drunk as fuck, I like exchanged numbers with this dude. But the thing is though, that he still kind of lied about it. Like he may have told you, yeah, we exchanged numbers, but he didn't tell you the contents of the message. So he had omitted something from that truth. He may have told you like, yes, we exchanged numbers, but he didn't tell you, oh, I flirted with him openly in these messages. And right. even though I did eventually block his number, I was clearly like giving him the impression that we could do something. And I didn't tell him that I was in a relationship. So... I don't think that he should feel bad about, I don't think, I think he's using the fact that his boyfriend came to him and told the truth, like, oh, I exchanged numbers with somebody as a reason to feel bad about looking through his phone. You should feel bad about that regardless because you shouldn't have looked through that man's phone, but you right. shouldn't have, but you shouldn't feel like there isn't something wrong here because he told you that. There is something wrong here. He... Be, like he behaved as if he was single he was out here acting like he was a single pringle and he was not y'all yeah. relationship and so that's an issue and you need to go you listen be upfront with him about it I went through your text messages I want to get this out of the way I'm sorry for that I should not have done it but I well, don't say but because like that's not how you're supposed to do apology. Yeah. Like go through the whole apology first. I'm sorry, I should not have went through your text messages. Um, the reason I went through your text messages is so and so and so and so. And then like kind of bring up the fact that like I feel like uh, you weren't telling me everything. And from these text messages, I can see that you were not telling me everything. Like right. you came out here and behaved like you were not in a relationship and that is a problem for me do we need to talk about the the terms of this relationship like once right. more or something like that um i feel like that's how he should approach it um to me and I, there was something i'll i'll come back to it you will yeah so i do agree a lot of things you said that yes well i guess how the relationship start was like rocky rocky so i'm not sure it, like both the original poster and the the original poster's partner were just like okay i don't want to look for a relationship i just want to feel around and then i realize i actually like you so let's get committed so then they've been committed for a year so I'm just thinking the fact that he kind of like blamed the alcohol. So I'm just thinking he's just always blaming substances. So I'm just thinking if he's going to like get drunk and fall on a dick. So <laughs> I'm just thinking I was drunk, babe. I'm, I'm sorry. I just mm -hmm. upped and like oopsie daisy on a dick or his dick on mine or vice versa. Or Point both. is I probably shouldn't just use the alcohol. I'm thinking, yeah, on one side, it is wrong for you to snoop on your partner's phone, but I just think you probably probably be upfront about that. But then off the same time, you're kind of like flirting. You should just say like, stop it there. Like, you know, I may be hella drunk, but I still have a partner at home. So I'm not interested in that. You cool and all, but I already have a partner at home. And like, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like the substance thing, like if you know what, and while you're pissed drunk that you have a tendency to flirt with more people, why are you still getting pissed drunk? 
Why are you repeating the same behaviors that you know will get you into trouble with this relationship? That to me sounds like you don't value it as much as you should. Like if you're willing to go out every weekend or every other weekend and get like mad drunk to where you're like, as you said, falling on strangers dicks, like, (laughs) like then that tell that to me tells me that you're not ready to be in a committed relationship and you don't value this one. So I'm just saying like, you should go into this saying, okay, like, do we need to renegotiate the terms of this relationship? If that's what you're, if that's okay with you, if you're like, I love this man and I want to be monogamous with him and you had need to have a serious talk about his behavior when he's drunk and why he keeps feeling the need to get drunk every weekend anyway. Right. I mean, this is just a personal thing for me. I don't understand why anybody wants to get blackout drunk or close to it like on the weekend for what like you can't even remember like but it seems like he can remember like most of his yeah so he's also with other friends as well so i'm just right. thinking are his friends also like peer pressure i'm thinking drink 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 like ooh, that guy got your number for for you're whipped so right like who are you surrounding yourself with to, to the where you feel the need to get this drunk like yeah because I'm, I'm thinking like, like all of his friends are single you will act single because you are reflecting the company you keep exactly so i'm just saying yes you were wrong for looking through his phone but he was wrong for omitting the truth from you and don't yeah. let anybody try to talk you into saying like oh but he like came to you and told you no bitch he told me part of the truth he right. was like, oh, yeah, I exchanged numbers with this guy. He did not tell you that he was egging this man on to kiss him or egging him on to meet him and so on and so forth. So you need to go into this saying, OK, yes, I snooped on your phone and I apologize sincerely for that. But you need to tell me what's going on with you and why you feel the need to to come here with this behavior. Yeah. So if you like this, do you want to continue on with this? dude? just tell him thinking, OK, uh, you I um you went out I fully don't trust you and you can't really explain way these terms so I'm just thinking when you go out would you go further with a stranger so I'm thinking probably need more trust from you mm-hmm. or more moderation from you mm-hmm. and I guess you don't want to patrol but I'm just thinking probably need to do certain stuff to like rebuild your trust mm-hmm. exactly because at the end of the day that's still I mean like I I people always like write off like certain like instances of cheating like oh it's not a big deal if it's a big deal to you it's a big deal like don't let society pressure you into thinking that somebody exchanging numbers with somebody is not a form of cheating it is a form of cheating like because emotional can be just as bad as physical sometimes it's worse like you built an entire relationship with another person that's not me and that is clearly meant to be romantic like having sex with a person is one thing and I'll still dump your ass for that. Let me make that clear. Right. Like don't play it with me, but like having a whole emotional connect. No, hell no. We definitely, I don't know if you could ever come back from that. So I'm just- yes. Well, there's a saying Rome was built. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was burned in one. That's right. Bitch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Rome burned down. So, Good luck to 
it's 8 38 p.m just really talk to your partner set down boundaries say mm -hmm. my trust was broken with you i don't think i can trust you going out so just practice moderation or like mm -hmm. make sure your friends practice i'm not sure if you ever met this friend group but i'm just thinking moderation is important mm -hmm. and they, they tell him if he values this relationship and you like these are the things that you would like to see improve or like you talk about those things like how what does that look like if you still want to be in a relationship with this man i'm just saying like motherfucker we might be fighting like i'm just like me. like that's all i'm saying but what do i know um all right i have one last question it is i think my straight friend has come out to me but he isn't confident enough to talk about it unless intoxicated <laughs> so alcohol is the, <laughs> the recurring factor tonight all right i'm gonna try to read this as speedily as possible it says hi i'm gay by the way this isn't a <laughs> by gay question i know he's clearly into guys somewhat he told me that but i don't really know how to move forward with him and need some advice on his in my my awkwardness let's call him joe background i started university with joe in september we lived together with 10 others three other guys i was immediately opened up about the fact that i was gay the other three are clearly straight i definitely assumed joe is straight why because it's your typical english lad very into football has a girlfriend who i've met and clearly loves because of coronavirus and going through a tough time myself i wasn't around much enough for socializing with the other guys but when me and joe spoke we clearly had a lot in common in terms of personality and outlook and felt there was a sense of deepness in our chats he told me when drunk that he'd had a panic attack trying to attend a zoom class and i was over with him about personal things i was by far closer than him with the other two guys but well, he was mostly spending social time with them and not him because the three of those guys clicked better. We're trying drugs the first time, et cetera. I'm a couple years older and had done all of that, was going through a shit period. Now we're going to January. And one night there was a lot of drug taking in their flat by everyone, the only exception being the OP. The topic of sexuality was brought up and everyone was being weirdly liberal and open talking about it. Eventually, it's just me and Joe in the kitchen. I'm talking about how so many girls at uni seem to be bisexual, but with guys, there isn't that many. He replies, well, yeah, sometimes I see a guy and I think I'd fuck him. In my head, I'm like, did not expect this, but kind of dismissed what he was saying as to not create a big deal out of it. To me, it sounded like he was saying he could appreciate hot guys and I knew he's on drugs, so I thought little of it. Two hours later, they're alone in the kitchen again. This time, his tone changes and he says... His name, what I told you earlier, I've never told anyone that before. Not my girlfriend, not my best friend, no one. So naturally I changed my tone and say to him, I imagine it's a lot more common than you expect that a lot of guys like yourself probably suppress it knowing they're into girls too. And I asked him if he thinks he's bi-curious or something. To which he replies, probably. But he says he couldn't tell the other two despite the fact that he knows they'd be fine with it. This is where it starts getting awkward. The following day he wakes up, OP wakes up, and I'm thinking to myself, so do I acknowledge that conversation? Will he remember it? Was he being serious or was he drug talking? They lay, hang out later and he informs me that he can't remember anything about last night, which I took as a clue that maybe he didn't want to remember or did remember but was pretending he didn't. So he forgot about it because he didn't want to make him awkward. And then the other night, OP was intoxicated at this point, as was the other man. It's just me and him in his bedroom and the conversation was quite deep. I was thanking him for being there for me and what he has has been a difficult year. He kept checking in on me when my grand passed, et cetera. I said to him, you've told me some shit before, but don't worry. I won't ever tell anyone, no matter how close we get or if we're distant. I felt like this was important as I am close to his best friend from home. He replies, 
I feel like I told you something one night, but when I'm not sure what it was. And I was like, yeah, haha. Do you want me to say it? He says, go on. Yeah. And I said, well, you told me you were into guys a bit. At this point, I was expecting him to dismiss it, but nope, he says he is. I told him I was proud of him for telling me and just hope he knows that I won't tell anyone. We didn't, I don't actually discuss his attraction all that much aside from saying it's probably 40, 60 and that he's never done anything with a guy. And he obviously loves his current girlfriend. There's nothing out of the ordinary with, with this story. What's making it awkward is I don't really know how to proceed with him. Both of those events were conversations that would not happen when sober. I kind of want to talk to him more about it as I felt like he obviously told me for some reason. I have no idea if he just wants me to talk more about it. I'm curious about what type of guy he likes, et cetera, LOL. But he's just quite awkward and introverted um, when he's not either high or drunk. I don't know if I just leave it as that for now. I don't know if he's bisexual or what. And I think what makes it awkward is the fact that I know his childhood best friend, Wells, his girlfriend, and that objectively appears closer to the two other guys I've lived with. Too long didn't read. Straight friend appears to be in a guys and never gave any clue. He can only talk about it when intoxicated to me. I don't know if I just ignore it and can't really read him or what he's thinking. Hmm. That is a lot going on. Yeah. What do you think, Belmar? Well, because I guess he is toying along with the idea. So I'm just thinking probably don't want to push the issue. I guess he'll probably come out on his own pace. So I'm just thinking as an introvert, since I, my partner is also an introvert, I guess it's probably best to get them comfortable. Mm-hmm. So when they want to just talk about it. So I'm just thinking that's why I guess when people loosen up, when they're doing drugs, when they're drinking, they're more loose or probably just create an environment that he's like safe in. Mm-hmm. He can probably talk more about it. Um, I'm just thinking probably let him talk about it on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can probably just loosen up and being open up to you by guess kind of like talking over cereal when he just want to eat breakfast and just be alone. It'd be mm-hmm. a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just thinking probably make sure the person, his friend is comfortable on his own terms that so he can talk about it. Yeah. I agree. I think, um, yeah, just kind of, I think you're wondering, the OP is wondering if like he told him for a reason. And I would agree. He probably did tell you because he feels like you're the only maybe like close gay friend he has. And it's like when you recognize that somebody else has maybe a similar experience to you you go to that person maybe subconsciously for advice so he may not be asking for it right now and obviously like I would not tell you like to just be doing laundry and like when he comes in just being like you know I used the sock to masturbate the other day to a picture of Brad Pitt or something like don't do that (laughs) shit like but like you know just like make it like make it make it feel as like Belmar says as comfortable as possible so if you're comfortable sharing with him not like gory details like gross like you know like you like you like to like you're like a top or bottom I mean yeah not everyone's probably comfortable with sex I'm just thinking probably if you guys are comfortable probably because I guess with introverts they like to have the like one-on-one sessions Mm -hmm. just talking not sex um Mm -hmm. that's right uh, but probably the same, but yeah, they probably just want to be talking one-on-one comfortable. So I guess he's comfortable in the bedroom or if they're in the alone in the kitchen or when he's like in a comfortable state. So I'm just thinking probably that's when a good moment to talk more about it. Cause I'm guessing you understand that you're curious and he, and you're, he, him, the OP himself is very comfortable in his sexuality mm-hmm. versus him. Um, so a little bit more difficult. So I'm just thinking probably talk about it, probably experiment. Well, I'm not sure how you just, just, well, make sure they talk about how he's going to go about it. 
Um, because it seems like he's in a committed relationship with his girlfriend. He loves his girlfriend, so he's a close friend that he doesn't talk about it with. So I just think he probably just be patient. Make sure, if you want to talk more about it, just make sure he's in a comfortable mood. I mean, probably not always when he's drunk or uh drunk or high, but probably yeah. when he's in a comfortable position. Yeah, like and I think that's a that's a good point. Maybe like ease him out of that idea of like we only talk about this when I'm drunk or high off my ass right like just like and I think that's the important thing about like kind of casually bringing it up so like maybe like when you were like you come back from like a day at school or something or whatever like if you're alone with him like you just like you and you see a like an avenue or whatever you maybe mention like oh man like I struck out with this dude the other day, like today, like sometimes that happens, you know, or whatever, like just make it, I don't, I don't know how to casually bring this up in conversation. I'm bad. Cause like I, when my friend group, I just blurt this shit out. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I mean, yeah, with our friend, we're very comfortable about it. Like, oh, my butthole. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I'm just thinking butthole. casual thinking school's hard. I guess somewhat like my relationships and, you know, I guess a good guy's hard to find. I'm thinking what guy are you attracted to? For something casual. Yeah. Like, so just like if you're like, if OP is uh up to sharing, like, you know, just like kind of if the like time presents itself or whatever, like just kind of be like, yeah, I know how that feels. Like there was a, a time where I like, you know, really liked this guy and like, he was not as into me or whatever, or like, oh yeah, I remember my first boyfriend. Like he was like, you know, whatever, like just make it so like he, if that's the position that you want to be in. Like, I think that's also a question too. Like, are you the one who, it seems like you want to be in a position to be able to give advice because you're older and you're comfortable with your sexuality. So like, if you want to be like the pillar for this guy, like, then I think it's, it's important for you to kind of just be all like, I'm here and, or you could just straight up tell him that. Like I'm here and I'm open for like whenever you want to talk. Like my door is always open. Sometimes yeah. that's all it takes. And the introvert yeah. will just like shyly like slip in and be like, so I saw this dude in the gym locker room and I just wanted to talk to you about it. <laughs> you know? So hey. But it'll be all right. I mean, he's come to you twice at this point. I think because you may reassured him that you're not going to tell anybody. I think he knows that you are a safe haven. Yeah. So don't stress, baby OP. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So good luck to wait, what is OP's name? I didn't even say it. Uh Othro Wawa Sunny Jim. That's a really long name. <laughs> good luck to you, sir. If that's how you identify. Yes, sir, they them person person poster yeah yes poster um so that's gonna be it for the advice and we're gonna leave you with one last thing an icon of pride month uh marsha p johnson just a little quick thing for you to learn um so if you don't know marsha p johnson was an activist self-identified drag queen performer and survivor and she was a popular figure in the stonewall uprising of 1969 um the the marsha went by black marsha before settling on marsha p johnson the piece to for pay it no mind which is what marsha would respond the same response to questions about her gender 
Um, it is the consideration of who Black Marsha was that inspired the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. So if you don't know, Stonewall was like an uprising. It basically centers on um, this bar, this Stonewall bar in, I believe it's New York. Yeah, um, Manhattan, New York in the neighborhood of that. Mm-hmm. Where, um, you know, these uh, people of like all L- under the LGBTQI umbrella would just kind of gather to have as a safe haven that was kind of being taken over by the police at one point. Um, and she kind of led that riot to be able to reclaim that space for LGBTQI uh, plus people. Um, yeah, and it was in 1969. So you can imagine how, I mean, like, black black people didn't even have rights so you know a black like queer woman was definitely not having any rights out here so yeah she fought to be able to have that space for people to be able to gather and feel safe without you know feeling that they they were going to be killed in the streets because that is what's happened and that still is something that happens to especially black queer women um the list is long and i think i'm going to post that on the description of the black women who have probably like just this year have lost their lives um the black queer women black trans women that have lost their lives because just because of what they are um so she was a very important activist she has her own institute for god's sake so if you want to learn more about that i'm going to post that link in the description as well as well as a description for people to kind of learn more about what's happening to black uh trans women and like trans people in in general that you know they still have hardships that are facing even in this pandemic which is like why are we all not inside this is why you should all have been inside damn it like what you're out here like trying to kill people just for expressing themselves minding their own business and it's it's disgusting so um we raise her up this month and every month because she deserves it um and yeah please make sure you learn more about the gay lesbian queer trans and other icons this month for pride month but happy pride happy pride and it's important to learn your history and that kind of like american history i'm thinking that lbgd people also helped out with pride month and Mm -hmm. have everyone and kind of fought for civil rights and they're even still fighting for civil rights with how like young trans kids are being treated today especially in our home state of fucking texas yeah listen so many so many bills (laughs) yes and yes, as a cisgendered woman, a trans woman using the bathroom is not really uh, hurting me. I mean, I feel more scared for a Republican using my bathroom. Exactly. An hour Republican. If I ever saw a fucking, what's that man's name? Raphael Cruz, Cruz. in a bathroom anywhere near me, I would be all like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> stun gun. <laughs> That's who I'm fucking Matt Gates. Protect my young child. I mean, I was afraid when we went to Florida, fucking needs to get kidnapped. Right? I was all like, we have to get out of here quickly. <laughs> after we left Orlando, we were, after we left a bunch of McCall Studios, it's just like, leave. We have to leave now. <laughs> 
Yeah, but Munchie is safe and Ford is another brand of crazy. So, and I think those like you can help out, learn about LBGT community. I mean, it's beyond, it's more than just rainbows. Exactly. It's more than just rainbows, kids. It's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's an identity. It's these people's lives. Like, and it's not hurting anybody. So why are you so hateful? Like, and hate worse hurts people i'm thinking you're missing out on great opportunities wonderful culture and wonderful mm-hmm. friends that's right listen most of the like most of the sayings y'all have gotten have been from the queer community the, especially black queer community girl don't even get me started like yes. y'all say yes queen because of the black queer people okay yes and rupaul's drag race queer yes. eye for straight, <laughs> straight guy but I digress. Anyway, kids, learn more about Pride, um, Pride Month, participate in Pride Parade. Like there is probably one in your city somewhere or near you somewhere. Depending on COVID restrictions, wear a mask. Wear a mask and get your vaccines for God's sake. Side note, in Britain, uh, a whole bunch of dating apps are actually rewarding people for getting vaccines. And they need to bring that shit to America because I'm going to tell y'all right now, I don't care what you identify as. If your ass doesn't have a vaccine, I'm not dating you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not dating. (laughs) No, sir. No, ma'am. No, they them. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, see y'all next week, guys. (laughs) See you next week.